0: This is the Education Business Podcast for consultants and business owners providing services in schools. I'm Claire Riley and I'll be sharing how to start, grow and scale your education business. Today we're talking about how you can add more hours to your day. Is that even possible? But I was chatting to someone on LinkedIn Messenger recently. Shout out to Graham if you're listening. And he said that he was struggling to add more hours to his day and mentioned that it make a great podcast episode so here we are. So how do you add more hours to your day? Hmm. Well, physically, (laughs) physically you don't, but I do believe that I can help you in this area. So I currently work around 20 hours a week. And when I use the term work here, I mean that this is the time that I spend sat at my desk writing in meetings. um, Maybe I'm recording a podcast episode or a video. So if you're interested in this. And you feel like creating more time is something that you really need to work on? Then I just think it's helpful to you, helpful for you to know that I recently did um, a presentation, a really in-depth session on how I actually use my time across my companies, and the content is inside the Education Business Club. So it's worth signing up if you want access to that content. Uh, I know that our current members got so much out of it just by looking at my schedule and learning out how I uh, learning how I block my time out and how I fit everything in. okay, so you might have heard that the things you track improve, and in my experience, this is true. So in order to master your time, you need to start analyzing it. So your goal is to increase your awareness around how you are using your time because nobody else is going to protect your time. Only you. And this is a skill I've really had to keep coming back to, and I still do. And I even coach some of my team members on this now as well, because the more you move into leadership, the more strapped for time you can get, and the more you have to rethink things over and over again. So, thinking about our education backgrounds, if you have one, and where our habits may have come from as well, the culture in some schools can be to waste time and this doesn't help does it really so when i was a teacher i wasted time partly because i was bored partly because i needed a break partly because i wanted to be nice and partly because i didn't take control when i first started teaching in primary i was not in control of my time at all i was finding my feet and it was like being in nqt again all over again with you know because i was trained in secondary performing arts So I'd start marking all of my books at 4pm and I'd let teachers come and chat to me for half an hour so I couldn't get on. I'd potter at lunchtime, which felt like work, so I didn't get a real break, but I didn't get anything done either. You know, I'd chat too much in PPA time instead of getting down to business and and it just went on. So, you know, why did I let that happen? And I think part of this was immaturity, but part of this was, you know, not doing the thing that I was supposed to do with my life. So you can blame it on those things. But a lot of this was not understanding myself and how I work, how I best work. So I actually struggled to work with others around or noise in the room. I'm best working alone and I didn't create those conditions for myself. And I should have. So what I learned, even way back then, is that I didn't make finishing work or leaving work a priority or make it my most important thing. I was waiting for the education system to change so that it could be fixed so fast forward a year then to another school it was very close in proximity it was the same demographic it was the same year group but I approached things very differently so there was actual planning already in place which did help but the one thing that I'd learned from the previous school was that if I didn't take control of my own time and at least try to be strict with it other people would decide how they would use my time instead. I feel like I should just let that sink in for a second. If I didn't take control of my own time and at least try to be strict with it, other people would decide how they would use my time instead. So I had to decide on what the boundaries for my time were and then stick to them. So the first goal, I would turned up to the staff meeting in the first week. I gave them everything and more and I was on supply at this point and I didn't even know if it would be long term. So in the second school I didn't automatically go to the staff meeting because I was on supply. So I left the second school at 4 30 p.m every day and at lunchtime and after school I learned to say sorry but I've got these to get these books marked so that I can leave on time. I learned to make time management my top priority not talking. And I've got two podcasts, so I love to talk. This was really hard for me to set these boundaries. But I shifted time's value in my life to being much higher. It was important to me. So I'd been at the second school for about half an academic year when the deputy head obviously started to feel like I was becoming part of the furniture and invited me in the... I'm doing inverted commas there to the weekly 90-minute staff meeting that finished at five o'clock, and by the end of the week, I'd given my notice into the agency to finish at the next half term. Like I didn't just leave straight away, and maybe thinking, "Oh gosh, that was a strong reaction," but I'd just become really clear on my boundaries, and I needed fair exchange. I was on supply for a reason. The pay was rubbish, um, you know, and I knew that I didn't want to have these unfair expectations put on me again. When I was being paid for day to day supply, but actually doing a long term. So I left. And this is the kind of attitude that you need to adopt if you really want to take control of your time. And I know that it can feel uncomfortable to begin with. And maybe you feel like doing this is going to make you into a bit of a diva. Maybe you think I'm a bit of a diva now. Or maybe you think, well, I can just grow my business successfully without mastering this skill anyway. But I would just want you to take a second, right, and think of a famous and successful entrepreneur that you know of right now right they're in your mind and i just want you to ask yourself the question would they let other people dictate how they use their time hopefully (laughs) hopefully you got the right answer and the answer is no they wouldn't and the ground is now fertile in your mind so let's begin (laughs) how do we improve your time analysis. Okay, so often when we're thinking about managing our time or fitting more hours into the day, we, we don't focus on the time aspect, but the to-do list. But don't start there, it's not the place to start, it's not about how much you've got to do in the time. So you really need to look at how you are using your time. So how are you, use, how are you using your time now Compared to how you used it last month? Are you even aware of how it's different? Is it different? Because it should be. How long are your meetings? Do you have a tendency to just accept any meeting that's presented to you? So to improve your use of time, then you need to track it, review it, measure it, block it, and have awareness of it. So one of the things I often say to Uh, our interim MD is that everything is for a season so for me this specifically relates to time so when you've got a customer service job you're going to be checking the emails every Monday morning forever but when you're an entrepreneur your role keeps evolving and how you use your time has to evolve with that too so a really good example is that I've opened up my call calendar for about six weeks so at this stage it's not more than that because I like to commit blocks of time I don't know if it's going to be worth doing six months down the line. So when that's um, finished, it opens up the opportunity for something else. Maybe I'll open up one-to-one calls with teachers looking to leave the classroom. Or maybe I'll do some more in-house mentoring at Classroom Secrets. But everything is for a season. So what in your schedule has come to the end of its season that you're still holding on to that maybe you need to let go? So my best time to work is when I wake up in the morning before I do anything else. Well, except for making a cup of tea anyway. And I've learned that my most creative work comes out then and that I do it in half the time as well. So make sure that you're really clear on your best times to work. That's really important self-inquiry to do. When are you productive? You might not realise straight away. You might have to try out different uh, schedules on for size and that's absolutely fine. Let's talk external meetings. I am not a fan of external meetings that are an hour long. Why are they an hour? If they were 40 minutes, would you get through the same stuff? I'm sure you would. Sometimes we just fill the time. Can you see how curious you need to be about time and asking all the questions? Why do you need that much of my time? How focused do you need to be on reducing your time commitment to others to protect your time commitment to yourself? it's a lot it's a lot can you reduce your external meetings or the time spent on them instead of following someone else's calendar you could just ask them to book into yours that's what i do my external catch-ups are 20 minutes not an hour so if you want to talk to me you have to fit it into 20 minutes because i work for 20 hours a week i don't have time to give a whole hour away so before you get your mindset around to this way of thinking it's easier to think wow that is a bit harsh but I want you to think about the consequences for yourself and what you value if you don't start thinking this way so if I took external meetings of an hour these things could happen like I know my consequences I'd have to work more than 20 hours a week and that would not be good because I'd need to use after school club and I want my children to come home after school at the age they are at at three and five because they're only young I'd have to record maybe fewer podcast episodes and I'd only get an episode out every fortnight. I wouldn't be able to mentor people in my team. I'd have to start working in the evenings again. You get the picture. And these consequences have much bigger consequences like not having as many clients or not having a successful team, etc. So write out the consequences of you not being in control of your time and not protecting your time because if you don't protect your time, nobody else will and then at least you can see right okay i need to have a word myself because these are the consequences and it's easier for yourself you're probably kind of feeling like how passionate i am about this whole time thing so drilling down on awareness tasks can take as long as you give them if you have two hours to do it rather than three days you'll get a lot more done you might not exactly get it all done in two hours but you'll get a lot more done than if you gave yourself three days so are you thinking through realistically how long things should take and giving yourself those deadlines and putting yourself kind of under a little bit of pressure but making sure that you're working on those things at the right times as well for your creative energy and finally where are you bottlenecking things in your business that you don't need to what do you need to not do anymore What does someone else need to do for you? Are you ready to be brutal? And it's really hard to be brutal all in one go. And that's why I regularly review things about how I'm spending my time as well. Um, So I take time to make these tweaks rather than this big scary overhaul. I don't generally kind of change my schedule really drastically. I just make tweaks based on what I've learned from the last period. So it's common for a not enough hours in the day issue to come hand in hand with a working on the wrong things issue so what one thing could you do this week to improve your time analysis and what one action could you then take as a result because it's in your control and only you is going to care about it enough and only you can fix it i feel like this is a really sort of hard lesson for us all but I feel like it's really relevant as well, really relevant in in um, my life because I've got young children and I'm trying to get three businesses going at the moment. And yeah, we've really got to be in control of our time. So before I go, I just wanted to let you know that I've actually opened up my call calendar again for February. So maybe you've been listening for a while, you know, you might have heard about Education Business Club and you're not really sure how, you know, it can help you. So let's just jump on a call. Let's chat through your business and let's think about where you could go next. The link is in the show notes and we can talk about, you know, if Education Business Club is a place where, you know, you could grow your business. Thank you for listening to the Education Business Podcast. To get more information to grow your business, sign up at educationbusinessclub.co.uk.